Welcome to Everything You Remember Sucks. I'm one of your co-hosts, Matt. I'm the prettiest co-host, Colleen. And I am the most elegant co-host, Anu. Elegant. Yeah. I thought you would have gone with, like, gnarliest or raddest co-host. No, given. no, I am a man of class and grace, and that would be kind of too clever for me, so I didn't Yeah, that would have been a little too smart, a little too quick. Because this yeah. week, we're covering a beloved show of my youth, yeah. not a beloved show of my adulthood, <laughs> Rocket Power. Wait, a, yeah. you know, you blew your load in the first 10 seconds, just like I did last week. He got yeah. up. I also like how me saying blew your load is working its way into your vernacular, Colleen. Yeah, it really is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> can't make it more than 15 seconds into the podcast now without uh, blowing one's load. Yeah. So now Matt's conversational tactics match his sort of overall behavior. <laughs> <laughs> really a problem yeah but before we get into rocket power guys i want to talk about something else beloved from our childhoods which is harry potter and i know we talk about it on every episode but i want to talk about jk rowling because what is this woman doing nowadays she just can't help herself she just goes on twitter and just talks about things and i know look i i i'm not one of those people who's like you can't just make dumbledore gay it's fine it's your book but it's like she's trying to be inclusive without any of the stakes of inclusivity. She's just oh, like, right, yeah, right, Dumbledore's right. gay now. I'm like, but you didn't make that a thing in your book. You chose right. to make it a thing after the fact. It's just yeah. like when they said, um, when they picked a black actress to uh, play Hermione in The Cursed Child. And she was like, well, I never said Hermione wasn't black. And I'm like, that's all well and good. And I'm glad, you know, the actress is the actress. I'm sure she's doing a great job with that terrible, terrible source material. But she's, I'm sure she's fine. And that's all she had to say. She ha- All she had to say was, there's nothing about Hermione that's intrinsically black. But to imply that Hermione could have been black the whole time means that you took away the power of having one of the main characters be black. Like, it matters. If you wrote the book where Hermione was black the whole time, that would probably matter to young black girls. They probably yeah. would have appreciated that. But instead, you're just going after the fact and saying, well, Hermione could have been black the whole time. No, fuck you. Fuck you. Like, make her black or don't. And make have a point or not. Like, if Dumbledore's going to be gay, make that part of the thing. And, I, yeah. you know, back in the day when it was like she announced it after the seventh book, it was fine because, like, the books were already out. But she had the opportunity to actually explicitly make Dumbledore gay in a piece of medium because Dumbledore and Grindelwald are both in that hot garbage fire that is the crimes of Grindelwald. <laughs> and she didn't do it. Like, at yeah. least then that movie might have had a voice other than, like, let me just talk about... It's like she's writing fan fiction about her own fucking stuff. And it's terrible. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like retconning for goodwill at this point, but I do love the social media reaction every time because she just seems to up the ante. So now on Twitter, it's just like all these impossible scenarios being like, yeah, that couch you're sitting on, Dumbledore got railed on that couch. (laughs) My favorite tweet, oh, I wish I could. Well, okay, so comedian, I believe her name is Danny Fernandez, tweeted out, uh, Hagrid used to sell pictures of his feet online. <laughs> or no, no. Hagrid used to buy pictures of people's feet online. Either way, it was very funny. Yeah, and then, I, uh, I forget who else. I, I feel bad because it's obviously somebody else's joke. But somebody posted, uh, Dobby can deep throat a Nimbus 2000. <laughs> <laughs> I, clearly, we're living in the same Twitterverse because I saw both of those. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, saw of another those. one that was Hagrid's a furry and you have no evidence to disprove it, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> And that stuff's all, like, silly and weird, and I don't mind. Like, when she was like, wizards used to shit on themselves and vanish it. And I'm like, that's fine, whatever, that's a weird thing to say, but I don't have a problem with that. But then when you get into this aspect where it's like, these are characters where it would be important if you explicitly stated, hey, this person is gay, or hey, this person is a person of color, right? That would matter to people, and would have, like, a legitimate positive impact in people's lives, and you just... You're choosing to do it after the fact in a way that kind of strips it of any meaningfulness. It's not really like, oh, Dumbledore's gay, but it's never depicted on screen and it's never depicted in a book. And there's nothing about his care. And, oh, sorry, I'm really mad about this. And so I'm co-opting the podcast to talk about it. But on top of that, it's it's also classic, like, gay trope in media. Have you ever heard of the trope, bury your gays? Mm -hmm. No. It's essentially every 
uh, homosexual relationship in media ends in tragedy, thus bury your gays. Like, they all end yeah. up dead, right? Yeah. Um, and this is the same thing, where it's like, oh, Dumbledore and Grindelwald liked each other, and then uh, the, one of them became super evil, and the other became Dumbledore. And one of them was Jude Law, the other was Johnny Depp, which is also just weird. It Would is. it not be better if the gay relationship which was between Jude Law, Jude Law's fine, I'm cool with that, and Colin Farrell, sorry, Colin yep. Farrell, way more handsome yep. than Johnny Depp. There were so many things that could have been done differently. I yeah. mean, I think it just comes across as super offensive because these very important things are just afterthoughts. It's like, yeah, I didn't need to say anything about it. Here's a tweet that makes it like this very big character yeah. element. Have fun with it. And yeah, they she could have used that platform and the reach to actually say something and be meaningful yeah. and didn't. I guess like good for her for trying but man is she it's just shitty because it's like you really had such a young fan base growing up with these characters so you could have used that to be progressive and be explicit in making these characters these less i guess these more marginalized groups you know if you throw on you you talk about how Dumbledore's gay and how that impacted him as a young wizard like that would have been really cool for young gay kids to read right or if Hermione was black like that would have been really cool to be like wow I have this role model she's super smart she's a person of color I like some other you know people of color could really identify with that but instead they're like oh yeah she could have been black and you're like well okay cool thanks that's totally fine and it's kind of like a different aspect of uh, inclusivity which I actually like which is if there's nothing intrinsic to the character that makes it one race or another I don't really see a problem with it being played by a person of a different color like for example let's say Nick Fury is actually a great example about of this Nick Fury played by Samuel L. Jackson Nick Fury in the comics is white it doesn't really matter that he's white so it doesn't really matter that he's Samuel L. Jackson in the movies and that's totally fine whereas if you tried to make Black Panther Asian or something like that, it it wouldn't work. And that's because yeah. it's intrinsic to the character that he is from Wakanda and Wakanda's an African nation. And it's like, that's important. And that's fine. So Hermione being black on screen, totally fine, because there's nothing intrinsic to Hermione that is white. But to then go back and have it be like, look at how inclusive I am. I don't know. It just feels like she... That wasn't clearly wasn't the book she wanted to write, right? Like Harry Potter was a kid's book when it started, got a little bit more gritty, but didn't really get into like social issues like that. I mean, Voldemort's like a wizard Nazi and that's about it. And that's like the message of Harry Potter is like Nazis are bad, which is a fine message, but like not exactly the most groundbreaking one. <laughs> and then after the fact, she's like, oh, but also he's gay. She could be black. And I'm like, no, no, just like. If you want to write something like that, write something like that. Make a statement. Don't yeah. do it after the fact. I was going to say, I would have given Evangelicals another reason to burn the book. Yeah, like, right. Oh, the gays people who would have hated it would have hated it anyways, because they're terrible right. people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I, I suppose it is vaguely relevant to our podcast, because this is a thing I'm so nostalgic about. Like, I love J.K. Rowling. I love Harry Potter. They're very, they were very important to me as a person. And then I think about this stuff and it frustrates me because it's like, you're not, you're not using your platform to actually do anything interesting or compelling. You're churning out like a shitty movie and then pretending that you're telling us something profound and you're not. Like, she has access to the entire wizarding world. She could write a new story that involves a person of color or someone on some spectrum of sexuality that's not you know so heteronormative not that i'd want her to because she's clearly trash at writing relationships anyways like she's good at <laughs> friendships but she's not really good at romantic hey relationships. the fifth harry potter book's the best one yeah <laughs> <laughs> totally is this gonna be the harry potter episode Are we no ready for no this, this is the harry potter five which is when we lead into the podcast with 50 minutes five is five times ten yeah five times ten no the latest that's all I have to say. I just wanted to get it out there while it's vaguely topical. <laughs> By the time this podcast comes out, it'll be way past. People won't remember, and she'll be like... I'll edit it this week. I'll well, no, it. the next news will be that, yeah, Dobby is pansexual and attracted to brooms, and, and that tweet will have been 
like future seeking future seeing oh, a little bit of well reason. matt i mean that's that's actually on you that is pretty explicitly stated in the book oh man I yeah missed that part. yeah yeah it was it's lost right on after, my fourth grade year old self exactly right after harry finds the um rumor of requirements ah mm-hmm. uh, there's a scene where dobby fucks a broom and you know God, how did i forget that <laughs> i don't know man it's like at least a chapter at least and it's weirdly detailed, like, not like the rest of her prose. Honestly, it feels like somebody else wrote it and just put it in the book. <laughs> <laughs> Must have missed that one. Must have been in the first edition only. <laughs> there we go. All right, Rocket Power? Yeah, Rocket Power. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just edit that all right out. No, I we won't can cut that. We can make it a bonus episode. <laughs> we can make it a Patreon exclusive. I <laughs> uh, can't wait for that. Yeah, so rocket power. I have lots of thoughts, lots of feelings. Apparently, I already blew your load. Blew, your lo- <laughs> blew my load. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> um, I was gonna lead. Would into you prefer it, but... splooged everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> it feels wrong to talk about a kids' show with this sort of graphic detail <laughs> in the Harry Potter <laughs> segment. Dobby well, a lot of people don't know, but Reggie is actually trans. Oh. Yeah, not explicitly stated, but the creator of the show said it after the fact. <laughs> yeah, okay, I forgot about when uh, Klasky and Supo, uh, I think that's how you say the creator's names, came out and uh, retconned that in for goodwill of their fans. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Rocket Power. Um, I was going to lead in with the intro song, or at least the lyrics, but then I had to burn a noob because he didn't say gnarliest. He said, you know, most beautiful or whatever the hell he said. I don't know. I can't remember 10 minutes ago. It's fair. But yeah, the Rocket Power Kids are riders on a mission. Mm-hmm. Action kids in fun condition. Prepare to count down Rocket Power. What does that even mean? What does action kids in, in fun, fun condition? condition? Like, is that a condition to be fun? But wait, that's actually the second verse. I'm now realizing that the regular lyrics is maybe even worse. Okay, this okay, maybe this does fit with uh with the, the broader theme of the episode. We are riders on a mission, action kids in play position, rocket power. Okay. That makes me uncomfortable, frankly. Yeah, should we just shut it down right here? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, I mean, action episode. kids so they're action kids in play position. Yeah. And then action kids in fun condition. Yeah. So they were like, What rhymes with position? Because that's clearly the first one they came up with. Why did they need either of those? I don't know. What is a play position? Well, mission, p- position, and then mission again in condition. Man, you think they could have been a little bit more. There's probably a lot more things that rhyme with mission. Go for it. Right? The new Rocket Power theme song. Uh, we are riders on a mission. Change key there. No, sorry. It's fine. You want to lead us in? No, no, no. You Take it away. I won't grace everyone with my singing again, uh, post, I think, the next music one, but, uh, NSYNC was too good. Okay, actually, how do we write this, though? We are writers on a mission. So it's action kids in play position? Yep. Action kids in play position. That's so, so wordy. (laughs) What rhymes with mission? Vision. No. Uh, we are writers on a mission, reading lots of John Grisham. (laughs) <laughs> rocket power okay we're we're riffing too long on the theme song yeah. so rocket power no this is a... the rest of the episode man. <laughs> this is actually going to be a three hour long episode i hope you guys are we're on track for that rocket power came out in 1999 i did not know this looking it up it was actually created by the folks who created rugrats yeah you didn't yeah. know that i you couldn't tell by like everything about it Rugrats, All Real Monsters, Rocket Power. I could tell watching it now. As a kid, I did not remember that they yeah. were. These guys have a weirdly skewed perception of the human body, right? Yes, like, it's what terrifying. Are, this animation style kind of, it gives me the jeebies just looking at it. It's like, these are not human beings. Guys, yeah. I found so many words that rhyme with mission. Okay. I can't believe we couldn't think of one. We are riders. On a mission, quest for nuclear fission, rocket power. <laughs> oh! Now, see, that's a good, that's a different show, but it's not a bad one. <laughs> I'm into it. It's about a bunch of radical nuclear physicists uh, who complete action-based missions in order to build a reactor. 
to fight terrorists. I don't know. <laughs> oh, see, Aliens. Okay, we could have come up with a transition, so we could have had a theme song about, what's her name, Reggie? No. Transitioning. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, this is the, the quality content that people tune in for. All four people. Myself, Anoop, Colleen, and Kate. Oh, I, I don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Kaylee's our number one fan. Shout out, love you, girl. Only one. Um, well, by default, our number one fan. So, ran from four seasons, 1999 to 2004. Only four seasons? Yeah, I huh. guess people couldn't handle the ratitude so much. Um, I tried to find specific episodes um, that I remembered, which were Skatopia and the one where they meet Tony Hawk and go to the Hawk's Nest. Oh, yeah. Did not find either of those. So instead, we randomly sampled two episodes. So really four, because really, they were 15 minutes. Well, do you consider kids shows four episodes or two episodes? What did we watch? I feel like we watched two episodes. Yeah, I think we watched two episodes. I was going to say four, but... Like so, Spongebob. I guess, I mean, technically speaking, we watched two episodes, right? Yeah, we watched they aired together. an hour of television yeah. for 11-minute mini yeah. sub-episodes, maybe. Yeah. Okay, so we watched Rainy Days and Sundays. Is it spelled funny? Are they spelled with Z's? Nope. Ah, oh, bummer. Nah, Z- that, they haven't Z's. invented that yet. Yeah, yeah not, that not hasn't quite. Come out yet. That naming convention. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it came from Planet Merv. And Netherworld Night were the four episodes we watched, which, for a show about rad stunts, had very few rad stunts. That was my big note. Not enough skateboarding slash surfing. Yeah, they needed Yeah, really none. It was much more wholesome than I remember. I remember it being, like, super rad and cool and whatever, bruh. And then re-watching them, they all... I mean, it's probably good because it's a kid's show and it should have a theme of, like, be nice to your sister or always tell the truth. But I I was overwhelmed by how wholesome they all were and how they all had some, like, life lesson in them. Overwhelmed by a kid's show being wholesome. Yeah, it was a lot. It was, it was a lot. So I'll give... A quick overview. Like, for example, Spongebob. Not a wholesome show. Are you a sure? A dumb show. Yeah, they just do dumb stuff. Yeah, Spongebob's pretty graphic when you watch it again. Yeah. We'll, we'll do an episode on that later. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, this felt much more... It felt more like Rugrats, which makes sense, because it was the same creators. Yeah, so. it's like... If All Grown Up was actually, like, about kids who would do stuff in the late 90s. Yeah. Would be skateboarders, but okay, I'll give sorry, a quick, quick overview of each episode, and then we can run into it. Okay. So rainy days and Sundays are rad girl of the group Reggie, Cute. or Regina, I think. I would assume so. Right. Oh, I looked up as Reggie. I looked up the name of the town too. I think it's called like Ocean Shores or something. That makes Some sense. Fish, fictional Southern California paradise is training for, or Reggie's training for the youth triathlon. Yeah. And she's going to crush it. Yeah. But a rainy day comes along and throws her training off. And our boys and girls find an industrial-sized thing of chocolate syrup and have a heyday with it. But only the boys take the blame and Reggie gets away scot-free. Okay. So what what happened in that kitchen, guys? Like, this improbable series of events... Who sees a thing of chocolate syrup and is like, let me spray this on the floor and slide around it. Like, it's just, there's so many bad things they could have done. Yeah. And they chose this thing that doesn't seem like it would have ever happened. Yeah. The chocolate syrup was the raddest stunts of the four episodes that we watched. That's I'm true. not saying it wasn't a rad stunt. I'm saying it's improbable. It just doesn't seem like a thing they would get. Like, they're kids who love stunts. Couldn't they have broken something in the house? Couldn't they have been like, oh, we were skateboarding, we were practicing skateboard tricks in the house, and our skateboard flew into, like, a picture or something like that, and that's what happened. But instead, it's like, I sprayed chocolate syrup and fucking bowled around my kitchen. I also, I mean, what chocolate chocolate? syrup is this? That's slippery. They treat it like it's oil. They're like, ice cream and chocolate syrup is slick enough that you can become yeah. hu- human bowling balls that's not what would happen yeah you're like it's not butter it's it's sticky chocolate yeah. now if they had sprayed butter all around their condition their kitchen that would have also been super weird that also been yeah very, very true so it's a weird setup i mean he goes to make the sunday 
fails at making the sundae by squeezing chocolate syrup, but manages to coat his entire kitchen that he had referred to as auto. Yeah, the whole thing started because he tried to get the chocolate syrup out of the container, but then it wasn't coming out because it was too empty. And then suddenly it was enough to cover his entire kitchen. No, it wasn't empty. It was stuck. And then he jumps on it. Rad stunts begin. Covers the whole kitchen. All right. Still, if I'm, uh, they were, what, nine years old? If I was a nine-year-old and I was like, sweet, I'm home alone. I'm about to eat some ice cream. Like, I wouldn't waste all of that chocolate. I probably would have been, it, what probably would have happened is I would have eaten a bunch of that chocolate syrup once I got it out. And then I would have thrown up. And then it would have been all over the kitchen. And then that would have been the mess. Yeah, I don't think the show about Colleen would be called Rocket Power. Yeah. <laughs> Sad. You sure? Hour. Sad hour, thanks. (laughs) Um, She's a loser on a mission. (laughs) Drinking chocolate. Change the channel. Sad hour. Um, (laughs) You guys are mean. No, so, of course, after this shenanigans, Papa Power, I don't remember his name. Raymundo. Raymundo. No, 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 Raymundo's the... Hawaiian dude. No, that's Tito. Oh, Tito. Yeah, you're right. Uncle Tito. Yeah, Raimundo is coming home early and Reggie escapes. And that's when we get our first Tito-ism. That's chocolate syrup. You missed the whole beginning of this episode. You skipped straight to the point where the boys make a mess. You don't even talk about how badass it is that this nine-year-old girl's training for a triathlon and, like, straight up training for it, like, swimming in the ocean by herself, which, I'm sorry, excuse me, you could drown. And then also biking and, like, towing her friend behind her on a skateboard uh, or, like, roller skates or whatever. Like, she's a badass bitch. I I, I glazed over it. You skipped right over it. I didn't yeah, skip right nothing over. Nothing happened. Was... She just does like it's a bunch of shots of her doing various things. Yeah, it's a training and, like, montage. It's fine. It's fine. It could have been better as a montage, but there's dialogue in every scene. Yeah, and then for yeah, I, I guess it's all to establish the fact that she needed Otto and Twister to help her train because after the fact she can't train as well without them. Which yeah. in a way is actually less feminist. Right. Of a message. <laughs> yeah, you need men in your life to succeed. Yeah, there is a hilarious scene where Twister is eating a Limburger and mackerel taco. I think that's what it is, and he's making everyone on the boardwalk puke by how bad it smells. That's probably a delicious taco, guys. I mean, yeah. as an adult, I've eaten some weird stuff, so I'm sure I'd probably like that. Like that yeah, would probably be on the menu at some bougie taco place now. Probably. Oh, for sure. Oh my god, that'd be a great. If we did a tasting menu that was just based on, like, items from kids' TV shows. Oh my god. We're having a 90s dinner party in a couple of weeks where it's just going to be all food from the 90s. It would be the Rugrats, like, giant thing of chocolate pudding that he makes. Yep. This taco. Yep. A Krabby Patty. Oh, a Krabby Patty. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. All right, anyhow. You're going to... I'm trying to get through... We got four of these to get okay, through. Okay, this one was my favorite episode, though, because I felt like it was really nice to watch this small child... So, so all it comes down to is she's training for something big. She thinks it's really important, so she doesn't want to get grounded. So she lets Twister and Otto take the fall. Yeah, and her dad definitely knows that she that she escaped and she was there. Chocolate syrup. The chocolate syrup. Leaves a lot of footprints. Exactly. So he's just waiting for her to fess up. But she doesn't. She does eventually. Until the triathlon starts and she drops out. Yeah, that's how guilty she is. Yeah, okay, but let's talk about Raimundo's parenting skills. (laughs) Even if this was the case, like, you knew your daughter was lying, you're really not going to go support her in a triathlon? Right. Like, you're really just going to stay home and, like, what the fuck, dude? Like, a triathlon is just an objectively good thing. It would be like, oh, I don't want you to do your homework, you're grounded. It's like, no, the triathlon is, like, a good thing that she should be doing. Yeah. Yeah. you should she's just, worked like, really hard on it. It's not like it's just something that she really wanted to do, like go to a dance or something stupid. Like it was something that she trained for. Yeah. And the right. fact that none of her family's there to support her. And apparently their mom doesn't exist. She died or whatever. Sure. Right? I'm pretty sure like th- she's, they don't have a mom. She's so it's like, wow, a surfing accident. What a shitty dad. To they be probably like, cover oh, that in one of the movies or something. Probably. But like, what a shitty dad. I, you know, like you could ground her. And just say, like, yeah, you you can still train for the triathlon, but you can't do anything else fun. 
And that would suck, but, like, at least he's supporting her in the thing she cares about. It just doesn't make any sense. It's like grounding a kid but saying he can't read books. And it's like, well, books are, they're good. Like, they should be able to read the book. Also, also, Otto, what a good brother. Like, my sister absolutely 100,000% two seconds after I tried to escape would have been like, Colleen walked out the window and then would have ratted me out like literally immediately to think that this kid was like holding on to this secret for days. Like, what a good brother. That's the kind of brother I want to have. Yeah, well, you can't be a narc. You know what they say about snitches. Good snitches. Mm-hmm. True. Oh, that was very impressive. It was. I know. I, I think this one had a good family values sense for it did. A show about and despite kids. the dad just being not supportive of He's his daughter. Trying his best. Trying his best, Matt, is not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> just a 30 year old man trying his best. Yeah, that was Raymundo. You could see it on his face owning the <laughs> surf shack or whatever the taco place is called. I don't know. I don't know. I looked it up again. Yeah, you it's forgot it again. Right, in one ear, out the other. Yeah. Anything else on rainy days and Sundays? No, no. But I think it pairs really well with, with the next episode, which is Zine Dreams. Yeah. Because it really does cut down the whole family dynamic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> rainy days and Sundays is about the best as you could get as children. Yeah. And then Zine Dreams is about as realistic awful and realistic as you can get so this episode starts with our squad tearing through the streets of ocean shores which is the name i'm sticking with even though it's probably not right we'll go with it on their blades roller blades and then the last one to the shack is a quote-unquote lame yes so they're all racing obviously sammy's gonna be the lame it's a given he's he's a squid he can't keep up. I forgot how much I loved his helmet. His little shark helmet. The shark. Yeah, he's he's the best character. I mean, we could all relate to him, probably. I yeah. can relate to him a lot more than the other ones, so that's yeah. for sure. So then Otto and Twister take a sick shortcut through an alley, doing mad stunts. And then Reggie crashes in a trash can. After telling them to be careful and watch out. Right. She Wipes crashes. out and is officially the lame and gets, then they taunt her relentlessly. Right. Gets Pete's on her butt. They put a lame tag on her back. And then she plots her sweet revenge by publishing their deepest, darkest secrets and baby photos in her, which apparently has a big following, Z. This felt yeah. more like real life to me. This side, A nine-year-old having a print magazine with like a loyal readership? No, no, but the, readership. the dynamic between the brother and sister. I mean, yeah, it felt more real. But one, have you ever seen a nine-year-old put together anything cohesive? No. Two, have you ever read what, like, a third grader writes? Yeah, I was a nanny for three years. Do you, you want a whole magazine of that? Absolutely not. And that's just the talk of the town. Like, everyone's like, oh, the latest zine's out. Yeah. I don't, that, suspension of disbelief completely shattered. Can't um, keep up. I guess it would be like a like a print version of a live journal, which I definitely had. So, and nobody wanted to read that shit. We're gonna have to dig that up. Put that. I've tried so link in hard. The show notes. I have tried so hard to find my live journal. I remember the name of it and everything, but I can't remember the password. I think I know what email I had, but of course you can't recover it because I don't know because I've had like four emails since then, and I can't remember the passwords for all the other. I have spent. I've honestly spent hours trying to find my live journals because it would be hilarious. Sorry to disappoint our fans. I'm really disappointed. Uh, Kaylee, you're you're listening. I know you are. I'm sure you remember my terrible, terrible live journal. We can just girl. <laughs> call Kaylee and just cut out the middleman of she should editing just be our, this. She should be our first guest, right? Because she's our biggest fan. Well, let's just make her the producer and then we cut out all the work we have to do. <laughs> she could get right to listening. Eh, she's busy mommy. All right, so <laughs> what what did everyone think about uh, Zine? I keep wanting to say Zine. It's Zine. I know it's God. Zine. It's like uh, magazine. Zine. I mean, they say Zine in the episode multiple times. Z-I-N-E? You don't think Zine? Isn't Zine Dreams? Zine Dreams, y'all. How do you... Yeah, the English language is garbage, but it's Zine for sure, dude. Dude, fuck off. Do you know how to spell (laughs) magazine? It's not maggot... Magazine. Z-E-E-N. Yeah, it should be. Y'all are 
fucking tripping. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was magazine before it fled Nazi Germany and it changed its name to magazine so that nobody <laughs> would know. Oh, you missed a port- an important plot point, which is Why that- Why do you go over the plots, though? Which is that she- I'm getting woman She story. Yes, you are getting- How's it feel? How's it, it feel? Do you With like it? shadow of the mic. <laughs> Tell me how it feels. Um, so- Let me explain what being a woman is like to you, Colleen. <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> so, you forgot that, yes, she published it, but technically, she wrote it up. In frustration and anger, she writes it up, and then later she realizes that she shouldn't publish it. She should be better than that. But Sammy is such a good friend that he's like, I'll get to the zine shop early and Yo, print it Sammy out and deliver has it, it. Sammy has it hard for Reggie. Yeah, for has sure. It hard. Yeah. You can tell all his behavior. He's even working on the zine in a later episode, too. Yeah. Yeah. Got it's, a lot it's, what a good he guy. He wants it. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know about that. He seems like a classic nightmare guy to me. I bet in a year he's going to be like, I edited your zine for you. Why don't you love me? <laughs> I got friend zone. Oh, He definitely exactly. did. You could totally see Sammy in a fedora is all I'm saying. So, yeah. I mean, no he's thing. basically like one second away from having a neck beard in his like animation. So <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. real close. But anywho, that was a big part. So he, she wasn't going to publish it, but then Sammy just got ahead of the game, and then they had to but, go sneak around town and find them all. Like I know this, get rid of them. this episode, they make the joke that it's "Don't get mad, get even" is the power family motto, which is awesome. But is she it? wants to. No, it's not the actual motto. He says, basically, "Do unto others." Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, and and he. The dad said something like, um, you don't see Reggie trying to get backy or whatever. But she was, she like, was. one second away from doing it. The only good one is her friend who is like, actually, you are a bossy bitch. Yeah. Don't do this. But is she a bossy bitch or is that just what the patriarchy has told her? Because she's a woman and she takes a stance. Just saying. I think she's a lame though. I think you're a lame The evidence is there. Whatever. Yeah, that, I mean, that's what that sign on her back says, so. Oh, there was a great moment in this episode where I think Sammy helps her get the sign off, and then he turns around and he's just plastered <laughs> with, like, a bunch of different signs, calling him, like, a squid and a lambo and stuff. I'm like, that's pretty funny. This poor kid's got three friends and none of them like him. I can relate. <laughs> Wait, you have three friends? <laughs> <laughs> Barely. Only because he married me. So any he other, had to inherit my. Any, uh, yeah, he married you. He's got two dogs. There you go. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Any other thoughts on Zine dreams? Oh my god, Zine dreams. Zine dreams are bound to come true. <laughs> we can edit that part out. No. Nope. We will discuss Zine dreams. Um, any other? I, I, this episode is pretty unremarkable to me, except there being a kid with a zine yeah needed yeah. to be more sick moves yeah again the whole premise of this show is just kids yeah. who are gnarly nobody was in play position during this episode no no play and position. i can firmly say no one was having a was afflicted with a fun condition also yeah. fun condition conditions are never fun <laughs> no so, so i'm never diagnosing somebody with a fun condition <laughs> Now, this is quite a fun condition. Let me tell yes. you. Oh, when I say that, I mean it's fun for me because it's really I difficult. actually, I do say that a lot. <laughs> Once we leave the room, I'll be like, that's really interesting. I mean, not for the patient, but it's really interesting for me. Right, exactly. <laughs> no, I, I, I picked random episodes, but that means it's probably more likely to have episodes with no stunts than there are with stunts. Probably. Which is really disappointing for a show that is primarily just to be like look at how rad these kids are but they all talk like they're rad kids still they are they are so gnarly yeah i don't know what other words i mean there's like a little bit of them doing all the activities right like there was a bit where they were like on a surfboard there was a bit where they were they were skateboarding there was a bit where they were uh roller skating but it's like not the like i feel like it i i wanted there to be more of it like them showing off their sweet moves yeah, I mean, I'm also realizing now that this was a probably hand-animated show from 1999. Like, the sweet moves probably wouldn't have looked very sweet. Probably. It's like four frames of a skateboard move. 
Yeah, action is expensive. Right. And then being like, whoa! So I'm probably not missing out on much. That's why I wanted to find the Skatopia episode, because that's where they have like the theme park for skating and the Skatopia robot. It's yeah, like, I remember to Skatopia. that. Yeah. I tried. I didn't really try that hard, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I tried marginally. Cool. Should we move on to the next ep? Let's do it, cool. bro. Bro. Let's Cha. do it. Cha. So it cl- came from Planet Murph. Our good boy Sammy, the neckbeard, the nice guy, hooks up Twister with some comic books. And man, oh man, do they go straight to his head. But it was nice the way he did it, too. Like, I feel like Twister was like, ugh, reading. And Sammy was like, reading's amazing. You should do it. Yeah, Sammy, I know we, we talked about him being a nice guy. But in actuality, Sammy's like kind of the only nice dude on this show. Like, yeah. Otto and Twister are kind of the worst. Yeah, yeah, they're absolutely the worst. I mean, that goes in later in the episode where Sammy is the one who goes to help Merv and his wife out. And, like, no one else, like, wants to hang out with the weird old guy. But he reads this comic book. It frightens the dickens out of him. And he is convinced that his elderly next-door neighbor is an alien. Because... Of a very funny scene at the breakfast table with Twister, his brother Lars, and his dad, Raul. How do you remember their names? I remember the magician. Yeah. All talking about how crazy Merv is and the mom having to call them each individually to stop what they're doing. I thought that was a great scene. I was like, <laughs> this is comedic gold. It that was. actually was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. No, I mean, the part, the bit where she's like, what did I say about discussing X, Y, and Z at the dinner table, right, at the yeah, breakfast ex- table? That yeah. was pretty funny. <laughs> like, it was, was pretty good. solid. Um, but yeah, so then they all get it in their head, or not they all. Twister gets it in his head. Merv's an alien, convinces Otto, because Merv is straight up hunting gophers, which sounds like a euphemism. Nope, he's hunting gophers in his lawn with this weird contraption, and they think he's an alien. Yeah, so I think this episode kind of missed the beat in terms of making the plot actually interesting, where they could have hit it from the audience that exactly what Merv was doing. But the whole time we know that he's like hunting for gophers. Yeah. So it would have been funnier to be like, watch Twister freak out, and we don't know what Merv is doing. And at the end of the episode, you're like, oh, okay, he was hunting for gophers all along. Right. They could have just played it up as him being an alien and like Sammy and Reggie getting trapped in his house and like seeing these weird cookie goo and whatever. Yeah, black licorice raisin cookies, I think were the cookies. Oh, you mean the worst cookies that have ever existed on the planet? But yeah, not the most sophisticated or nuanced plot. Also, probably my least favorite episode of the whole bunch. Not gonna lie, I kind of zoned out. I was cooking, and I was like, eh, this episode isn't that interesting, so I didn't watch all of it, but I didn't... I also felt like the... I don't remember the wife's name, Merv's wife or whatever, but he seemed very senile compared to her. <laughs> like, that doesn't seem like like he might be on the verge of maybe going to a home. <laughs> I mean, that's how that works, Colleen. I don't want to bring it down, but, you know... People don't age at the same rate. Dementia sets on in different ways. Yeah, she just seemed really okay with it. You know, once Merv starts having falls, that's probably when I would say he needs assisted living. But <laughs> he has a fall or two in this episode. So. Yeah, but he didn't like break his hip, so he's fine. <laughs> that's true, it's true. Not that we saw him, maybe he plays it off all cool. No, I'm sure it happens in a later season, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, oh, where's Merv? Merv lives in a skilled nursing facility now. It'd be really uh, sad if doing rad stunts, shoot a uh, skateboard off the half pipe, hit Merv, he falls over, breaks his hip. Yeah. That's how they get pulled apart. Oh uh, yeah, Merv sad. got hit in the head with a hockey puck and uh, had a massive subdural hematoma, and Merv isn't the same anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this would be like if Grey's Anatomy and Rocket Power had a, a crossover. <laughs> that <laughs> so wouldn't exactly what would happen. <laughs> I'm into it. Let's do it. Boot it yeah, up. Yeah, the Merv, Merv's, been uh, Merv's been in Ocean Shore County Hospital for the last 30 days. <laughs> <laughs> You're into it. You want to see this? Would it be animated or live action? <laughs> it would be every scene outside of the hospital would be animated, and then every scene in the hospital would be live action. I don't want to see anyone from the Rugrats 
rocket power universe in real life. The, <laughs> oh, the prosthetic yeah. budget would have to be insane to make these people come it's to life. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah, it's pretty dark. <laughs> no, this episode was just like what you would imagine scary old people to be. And it's like just kids. Like this was just like a cartoon episode in the rocket power universe. Yeah. Like not really fun at all. Agreed. I don't know. Maybe fun for kids. I'm trying to remember because like watching cartoons as a kid is almost all monotony, right? Like there's very few new episodes to the amount of TV you watch. But I don't remember any of these except for the chocolate syrup incident. I don't know if you guys watch a lot of Rocket Power, but yeah, like these seem pretty unremarkable and I'd be pretty bummed if as a kid this was the episode that I saw came on. I think I remember the the next one, the Prince of the Netherworld or whatever. Eddie, Prince of the Netherworld? Yeah, I think I remember that one because I remember like how shitty I thought the big brother, like Twister's big brother was. Yeah, Lars is an ass. Lars is a total ass. All right, let's move on to the last episode then because it's got my favorite side character in the whole show, Eddie, Prince of the Netherworld, which I think is so funny that there's like just this kid who's obsessed with being a vampire and like skates around with his mask on yeah do you identify with that yeah being eddie prince of the netherworld yeah no i yeah. hate scary things all the losers on this show are by far the most approachable people yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure yeah he's like a kid obsessed with with being the prince of darkness but episode opens up with our kids shredding on the pipe sammy tries to drop in fails miserably we all laugh at him and then Otto, bold and brazen, agrees to go to a sleepover at Eddie's house. Okay, number one, Otto, only good friend here. Yeah. Everyone, all of the other ones are so shitty, and Otto's like, what, we hang out with him all the time, and they're like, yeah, but he's creepy. It's like, bitch, what? I thought yeah. you were friends. They're like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean we're going to go over there? He's creepy as fuck. And then Otto's like, nah, that's cool. Then they go check out the house, and they're like, fuck, this is going to be creepy as fuck. Let's there camp is outside. nothing creepy about that house. It's a house. It looks totally normal. <laughs> like, right? they don't even try to make it, like, maybe that's the point of the episode, but they don't put, like, a fake lightning bolt or, like, right. bats coming out. It's literally just another house on the street. They should have made it look really spooky in the cartoon from the outside and then had the out- the inside be, like, very cute and flowery and, you know, right. not scary. Right. That's what they should have done. But... They make up excuses. They say they're going to camp outside. They're trying to get out of, like, staying in the actual house. Lars, the asshole, catches wind that this is going to happen and gets the goons together to seriously prank our boys and girl. And after a few minor scares, the gang wisens up and turns the table. Tables, probably. Multiple. I think there's only one table that's actually turned. Yeah? What's the microscope how the turntables turn. turntables turn. Yeah, that one. And they get back at him using uh, Eddie's parents, who are just a regular mom and a magic shop owner. A regular mom. What is her re- like remarkable know. trait besides standing in a table? Why do they have a table with a giant hole in it ready for straight stage magician. magician? Magician. Okay. Duh. But like in the house? Yeah. Now, what's impressive is they had that lettuce just ready to go. <laughs> the world's a stage. Well, yeah, I mean, he's a magician, so all the stuff makes sense, but it is just a weird turn of events. Just like, oh, yeah, he was a magician all along. I mean, you know there's going to be a twist, right? You know they're going to be totally normal at the end of it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, so, like, bo- both these episodes, like, the pairing together, it just, like, feels like lazy kid well, tropes. It was to- Definitely the Halloween episode, right? Like, this one definitely just aired near Halloween. Oh, it had to have. Yeah, like, aliens and spooky haunted house. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I wonder how many, like, there's probably so many just, like, holiday-themed kids episodes, right? Yeah. Halloween. There's Halloween-themed adult episodes of things. Man. I learned a lot today. Well, okay, so this episode, I feel like this one was also... A fun, like they're all just so wholesome, right? Like, and this one was very wholesome because it was like, look, all these people are scared to, all these kids are scared to do something new and they're scared to go to their friend's house because they've never been there before. And look, it turned out to be great and they had nothing to be scared of. And I feel like that was, that's a good message to give to kids. It was fine. I, 
Okay, I think we can just like summarize thoughts of the show now, because yeah, from a plot perspective, eh, like there are a few funny jokes. Like the show doesn't come across to me like SpongeBob or yeah something where I feel like adults can really enjoy it too. Um, I think this is just like cartoons for kids. Yeah, um, it's like what you put on when you're a parent and you don't want to talk to your kid for a half an hour. But yeah. I, I'm mad, and again, it could just be random sampling let us down. The whole conceit of the show was just, like, such a disappointment to me. Like, I did not remember this many plot beats. I thought it was, like, wall-to-wall, stunts-on-stunts-on-stunts. Yeah, same. Not the case at all. It's just, like I said, things back then just didn't have to be that interesting. And I think this is just an example of that. It's like, it's on TV, you're gonna watch it. Yeah. Like, enjoy. There's no competition, right? Yeah. And there's no real, like, stakes it's like nowadays, you know, we were talking a little bit about like watching these episodes multiple times or seeing them multiple times. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, a kid could reasonably never have to rewatch anything at all. Yeah, like, totally there's true. just enough stuff available. You could just watch something new every day. And half of it's like fucking some guy playing Fortnite, right? Like, that's all you need Very nowadays. True. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just thought like, I, I mean, again, this show is nostalgic, like having all the characters come on and hearing all their voices. Like I recognize them. This has probably been, yeah, this one is probably close to 15 years since I've seen it. Yeah. Maybe a little less, but like a really long time because it wasn't on Nickelodeon for that long. It wasn't like SpongeBob or Fairly Odd Parents where it went forever, but I remember really liking it. So it was fun to hear the theme song and hear like the, yeah, we both music. immediately started singing along to the theme right. song. Like, hear the music and, like, the uh, title card music and stuff like that. But, yeah, again, just like Barney, it's like, oh, man, if my kid were watching this show. <sighs> I think I'd rather my kid watch Rocket Power than Barney, though. Yeah, oh, for yeah. sure. At least this has, like, a plot and, yeah. like, things are happening. There's not just, like, like you... a murder bag full of weapons that Barney's <laughs> used to dispose of dead bodies of children. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no serial killers. That red-headed kid isn't in this, so that's <laughs> Thank God. Bad. That we know. He might be a voice actor. Maybe Sammy. <laughs> Doubt it. Maybe, actually. Nah, that nah, fits. Even Sammy's better than this fucking so, red-headed goober. Kyle, what'd you think about it? Well, I thought, I honestly, it was like, yeah, I think... It doesn't hold up, obviously, because it's clearly meant for smaller children and doesn't hold up as an adult as much. Like, I think maybe Spongebob would because it does have, like, it's more entertaining for parents and stuff. But I also feel especially spoiled because I feel like Disney and Pixar, yes, that's our dog uh, scratching at the door in case you're wondering. Um, I feel like Disney and Pixar have really spoiled parents and adults and watching all these like movies and they're all funny as adults like i just rewatched emperor's new groove and it was so good and it's just like clearly they wrote it with adults and children in mind and clearly rocket power was written for straight up kids and parents weren't ever going to watch it so they never had to make it entertaining well yeah i mean if we think about it this was 20 episodes a season each episode had two small episodes in it. Yeah. So they're churning out, goddamn, can't do the math right now, 160 of these, like, 11-minute-long plots. Like, yeah, where they're just trying to get, like, one small life lesson across to these kids, being like, be nice to your sister, or something. Right. Uh, but I think I, I, I would rather have this on in the background as a parent than Barney, so I think it's a win. I, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody our age unless they, like... Would I put this on for my kids? Sure. But I wouldn't recommend it to other adults. Sure. All right. Last Rocky question for everyone. Okay. What extreme sport did you wish was in one of these episodes? Like to like a competition or something? Like something more interesting? Yeah. What, like anything. I, I bet a noob's going to say hunting men. Oh, like something that's not on the show? No, like, it, for all we know, there's probably an episode for it. Like, I know they oh, go to New Zealand surfing. at one point. You wanted to, surfing's like the the one thing they always do. But they didn't, they didn't do it any of these episodes. They did. Otto was surfing. Barely. He was just, like, in the water telling his sister to swim faster. They go zorbing at one point when they go to New Zealand. The fuck's I think that's in the movie. That's when they're in, like, the Wait, there's big, a movie? Yeah, there's absolutely I didn't watch the they go. They have glow worms when they go, like, whitewater rafting through a cave. Oh, Come that's on. cool. Yeah, 
Uh, I only remember the As Told by Ginger movie. Um, I don't know what extra- paintball. Wait, no, paintball As Told by Ginger. Cool. No, no, no. What was the one with the the girl that has the the Thornberries? That's what I was thinking. Of. Oh, yeah, the, the other like movie. the other redheaded person. All right, we'll pass it over to a new for all of his extreme sports knowledge. Yeah. Uh, I wish they would have an episode where they all got into squirrel suits. Ooh. One of them got, like, fucking smeared across a bridge or something. That's, <laughs> That's why a real life event that I probably shouldn't be making jokes about. But there you go. <laughs> I would love to see that. Alright. Scale 1 to 10. Would you recommend this? To other adults, I would give it, like, a, a 2. But to people with children, I'd probably give it, like, an 8. It was pretty mild. I could definitely deal with that as, as an adult. Not too spicy. <laughs> Just how yeah. It's like, it's a, it's a flavorless paste of an episode. <laughs> it's I could put it on the background and not be like, I want to kill myself. Like, I would I can relax myself. my gag reflex and tolerate it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Alright, this is a 3 for me. A new... Give us a number. We're outroing it again, even though we outroed like perfectionists. I really hate you. Go in it. I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna give it a four. Ooh. You know, it's not too offensive, it's not too terrible, but it just doesn't it doesn't really do anything interesting or compelling. It's like it's inoffensive, it's right down the middle, but just slightly worse than right down the middle. I think if we had picked some better episodes, it might have nudged it up to a five, but the two I watched, I gotta say four. Yeah. I totally agree. So it's like an yeah. underdressed Caesar salad. Romaine lettuce. <laughs> it's, just like, it's like, eh, I'll eat it, but I'm not happy about it. Story of my but life. But sometimes, in a, well, yeah, underdressed Caesar salad's yeah. pretty fucked. Yeah. Man, I'm that, thinking, like, if, if you have a good amount of Parmesan in there, though, you can really redeem a lot of... That's true. That, that's true. I guess that's in the definition of underdressed. It's really, it is underdressed. Yeah. Whereas Rocket Power, it's uh, it's it's underdressed and it could use a bit more uh, rad moves. Rad stunts. <laughs> I mean, you have to move radly to stunt radly. And I think that's really the takeaway episode, or the takeaway message from this episode is you have to move radly to stunt radly. You know, my favorite actor is Radley Cooper. <laughs> Damn it. You <laughs> led into my joke. Uh, all right. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs>